Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Hero's Journey. I'm your host, Mr. Eddie, and here with me today are two other guides as well, Miss Nikki and Miss Nicole. Go ahead and tell our audience hello. Hello. So today is going to be uh, an awesome show. Um, we're definitely doing a review. Apologies for not being around for about two weeks. We had the holidays, we had Thanksgiving. Um, so we're going to fill you in on all the stuff that you missed in the last two weeks and also uh, get you up to date on what's going to be happening um, this upcoming week. Uh, so I'll go ahead and let Ms. Nicole start off with a review of what happened. So we had a field trip uh, to the animal shelter yesterday. Um, so go ahead and tell us how that went. I think it was awesome. Um, the Prep and Discovery kids went to the Williams Williamson County Regional Animal Shelter as part of their Kid Hero Quest. Um, that's the quest that we're working on this session where the uh, students are challenged to look at the world around them, identify a problem, a need, something out there, and to address that. Um, and our prep and discovery kids, I think you can ask Guide Nikki, she's leading them through it really quickly, um, got their heart sets on animals, right? Right. We went through a process where they discussed what they cared about and narrowed down um, an idea of how they could make an impact. And animals won across the board, and they talked about how they could make animals happier. And their idea of how to make change was to socialize the animals and go to the shelter and read to them. And at first we thought it was just going to be dogs, but we were lucky enough to be able to visit with the cats too. And the whole field trip itself was really awesome. The kids loved it. Um, they, some of them were very serious about sitting down and reading to dogs and showing them the pictures. <laughs> and others just really liked the opportunity to play with the cats um, and put the toys through the cage and see the cats react to that. It was a great learning opportunity for us from a guide perspective if we take a bigger field trip in the future of different areas that we can have uh, processes to make sure that we're really organized and the kids um, are safe as well. Luckily, we were in a confined space and it wasn't a safety concern, but if we were to go somewhere else, we'd want to make sure that we define certain things. So it was a learning opportunity for us on the guide side too, but in all, it was a huge success. Um, yeah, and I would say, yeah, even just dealing with the processes of how we get to and from the field trip, um, learning how we can tighten those systems. But what was really impressive to even was to even see the students stepped up mm -hmm. um, and really started orchestrating how we were going to leave the building, who was going to ride in which cars, um, a, a roll call number system to make sure they could account for all the heads in the group, mm -hmm. you know, getting there and getting back. Which I heard actually came into play <clears throat> when you guys got there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Katie was riding in my car and everybody barrels out in the car and Omar takes charge and starts lining them up and I walked inside to uh, go get the, um, the uh, to just check with our volunteers before all of our kids came in because they're quite a you know group coming in. And then Omar was like, uh, Katie's still in the car. She's just sitting there waiting for somebody to get her out of the car. We're like, Katie. So, yeah, so their number system uh, made sure we accounted for all heads, even the one that just was going to hang out in the car the whole trip, I guess. Um, but it was a great process to watch from the beginning. Uh, the Williamson County Regional Animal Shelter already has a reading program, which normally takes place on Sunday, where kids can come any Sunday and read to the animals. Any kids can. But that day wasn't going to work for our tribe. 
And so Omar and Minden, who have stepped in, um, they've come down from upper elementary to jump in and kind of help guide and lead the prep and discovery through their mission. Um, actually, were the reason why we got to go to the animal shelter during the week because they uh, they had tried to go online, they mm-hmm. couldn't find the information. Um, they tried to call and it was very difficult to get through on the phone. So ultimately they came and asked if I would drive them up there one day so they could go and speak to them in person. And I did post a video actually on our uh, you know private tribe page of Omar um, and Minden talking to the woman because it, I mean it was inspiring to watch. I was so impressed. Omar spoke so articulately and on point. Um, very clearly, the, the woman even comments in the video mm-hmm. about how much she had, you know, yeah. thought they had put into this. So they followed that up with an email, and it took a little bit of finagling and support, but ultimately they secured the date and got us there and got us back. Yeah, they were proactive in their approach, and it was great to see them rise up as leaders and um, some of our prep students as well. Mm-hmm. And I love how they can get the attention of the prep and discovery students, and they really did a fantastic job in that aspect as well. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So we have for our kid here request, and at the end of every session, um, we invite the parents in so they can see an exhibition um, of all their work. So can we talk a little bit about like what they might see, what they, can they expect, and also the day of our um, of exhibition of learning that we have here at the studio? Yeah, so our exhibition of learning will be our last week. Um, Thursdays, uh, the last week of this session, which is uh, December 14th. So that's next Thursday. And we'll invite our parents to come in for the heroes to present their presentation of their Kid Hero project to them. Um, And as far as our prep and discovery students, they were working on that board today. And I sat in the back and watched them facilitate, and they had it under control and even a beautiful metaphor about the presentation board by Sedona. Oh, yeah. She had it closed, and she said, imagine this is your brain, and your mind is closed, and nobody can see what's inside. Is this the kind of presentation you want to show? And then she opens the board and says, look, now you can share what's on your brain and in your mind with everybody. What do you want them to see? And it just it blew my mind, not just as her mom, but as a guide to watch this small leader come forward with such a beautiful and relevant metaphor and, and yet, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she got the reaction from the kids that, you know, they don't just want it blank and um, offering some ideas of what they should put in there. So you'll have to come to the exhibition and, and see what they choose. It was really great. Yeah. They're always fun to see all the parents come by because they're always wondering to see what their work is like, where they're at as far as academically. But, you know, those little golden nuggets, I mean, unless you're mm-hmm. recording them with a camera, you know, 24-7, mm-hmm. you can't really, like, share those amazing moments because moments like that is pretty much way more valuable than an A on a test um, or a grade level up in, you know, Khan Academy or something like that. So it's really, really cool. Um, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and segue because I know, Nicole, you've recently been um, reading a book that you'd like to share with our audience. Um, yes, and absolutely. And it... it ties in very well to what's been happening in the studio over the past two weeks. Um, so go ahead and, you know, introduce it and tell us tell us about what, what's been on your mind for the last couple of weeks. Oh, gosh, so many things have been going on. But um, I'll say, so I'm reading this wonderful book, uh, Laura Sandiford. Um, you know, Jeff and Laura opened the original Acton, and they're really the reason why we are all here. And there's this wonderful 
network of schools literally around the world at this point um, that a STEAM Academy is so proud and honored to be a part of, right? Because I remember when we started the journey to get here, reading the Unschooling Rules book and you know, crying every few pages like, yes, 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 this is what I mean. So Laura has released this book just recently called Courage to Grow, How Acton Academy Turns Learning Upside Down. And Laura herself is a parent of Acton students, um, as well as an Acton Academy owner, as well as an Acton Academy guide. So she really has been through this whole process. I think Acton's now been around for nine years. So they have so much wealth of experience and knowledge and, and heart. And she is writing this book and um, and it's out there, so we're going to encourage everybody to get a copy and read Courage to Grow. Um, if you are an acting a parent, an esteemed parent, if you're not, it's just if, if you want something different, something more, you know what I mean? If you just think there's there's a different way of doing things, I think this book would be uh, really inspiring. And it, it, it connects to me and I know Guide Nikki as well emotionally because we're not only guides here at esteem academy were parents of students at esteem academy mm -hmm. and that can be inspiring so many days but it can be really challenging in a lot of ways and i was i wanted to share a story that happened over the weekend when i was at tristan's soccer game where i had this total acton academy parent moment <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know you're an acton academy parent when and we had gone to the soccer game and it was a tournament, so it was the first morning game. And I knew that their coach wasn't going to be there. They were going to have a substitute coach. Um, whatever, nothing I had thought too much about. And they arrive at their soccer games 45 minutes early because they do warm-ups and practice before they start their game. And so I had taken courage to grow. And I was sitting there, you know, reading my book while I, I noticed they're doing warm-ups and don't think anything about it. And then we get ready to move over to the soccer field to start the game. And another parent sits, sits down beside me and says oh my gosh, the coach isn't here. So I look up, I stop reading my book, and I look around, I was like, oh, we have no coach. I hadn't even noticed that we didn't have a coach. And she was like, well, what are we going to do? We can't, we can't play the game. There's no coach. And I just said without thinking twice about it, well, why don't the one of the kids step up and coach? And it was like, Upside down yeah, right there. <laughs> like, just look at me like, you know, this shocked, dumbfounded to silence look like, how could you possibly suggest something? You know what I mean? So crazy. And then, of course, she stumbled over some words and was like, oh, well, you, you know, the, you have to have a coach and they have to be background certified, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Like, all that's legit. I understand that those are the reasons why it couldn't happen. But I couldn't help but laugh to myself. Um, and I wrote it down because I wanted to share the story because it was just that moment. We weren't there having that conversation because you had to have some kind of certification and some kind of card to be a coach. The moment started because of the suggestion that the kids could step up and lead. And there was no room for her in, in that moment to, to make room for it. And I thought, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's when you know you're really an Acton Academy parent when you, um, when you get that kind of response. So to then be diving into this book where Laura kind of shares it and you're coming and you're like, yes, 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 this, this is what we're talking about. This is what we believe in. Is uh, it's the been... idea is is completely upside down because we're so conditioned to the traditional system, mm -hmm. and as a parent, a guide, and as a person too, the book explains and articulates the intricacies of what goes on there. You know, if the kids are in charge and the kids are leading the the studio, 
Um, and so this book provides the bridge between, um, you know, the, the theology, the, the, yeah, no, I know what you're trying to say. So it's, it's, it's the, um, the uh, theory versus the practical application, Thank right? You. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. The idea. And yeah, and it does that. And not only does it go in and, and kind of explore all the ideas behind, you know, how acting came to be and why it is, um, so upside down turning over the system. Uh, she really is vulnerable in it and, you know, explores and expresses, you know, a lot of the challenges, even as a parent, because to be honest, there are challenges. It is it is very difficult for all of us, no matter how much we buy into the theory and even no matter how much we participate in the practical application of the theory as guides and here on a daily basis or as a parent of an um, Action Academy or an Esteem Academy student and still challenging, um, I think, sometimes to overcome old, deeply ingrained ideas or ideals or systems or just, you know, how we used to do it or how we were taught it was supposed to be done. Um, and so it, it can be, like I said, it can be challenging even for those of us who absolutely believe in it. Um, so again, I think that's why the book is such a great read, um, definitely for anybody who's in and on this journey, but just for anybody out there. And what have been some of those challenges? I know yesterday... <laughs> um, we had you had stepped aside, so I worked with Prep and Discovery yesterday, so that you two can talk with the Upper Studios um, about integrity and intentionality, because uh, about two weeks ago, or the week after Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. we kind of let the you know the students run themselves for a week to see how it went, week and a half. Well, we stepped back. Stepped back. Mm -hmm. um, we noticed that mm -hmm. you know with them trying to see if they could remind them to hold each other accountable and follow the guidelines. Um, and when it just got way too chaotic and it was more hurting them than helping them. And you did see those nuggets and moments where they were holding each other, holding each other accountable, were working and it was kind of growing a little bit. Um, but then when it started to become a little bit too toxic, that's when we kind of stepped back in and say, okay, now here's how we can help you. So yesterday you had a meeting with the upper studios um, about their work and their intention of work. So how did that go and how, I mean, with Tristan, you know, being a parent, I mean, what was the challenge um, in that moment of kind of, you know, calling them out and saying, okay, you know, it's time to step up to the plate and really, you know, mm -hmm. hold yourself accountable for the work that you either is lacking or the work that you could be doing? Yeah, again, I, you know, when, when dealing with my own child and or children in the journey, um, and I think Nikki probably shares similar sentiment. It, it can be particularly difficult at times. From a guide's perspective, actually, it, it can be quite simple. <laughs> um, yes, a couple of weeks ago, we were definitely seeing lack of intentionality and lack of integrity, which are just foundations in, you know, any acting academy. Um, and so we did what guides are supposed to do, right? And that's when chaos erupts in the studio. What do you do? you do what's counter to say, you know, soccer mom's reaction or, or mm -hmm. other people's reaction is normally the reaction is to step in, to fix the problem, uh, to just do it for them, to save them from themselves, right? And, and as a parent, I get that. You don't want to see your kids fail. So you, you jump in to save them. Well, the idea here is that that is ultimately doing them a great disservice because we're not allowing them to fail. And I do think we see a lot of that just in the world today. What happens when people aren't held accountable and, and to, to intentionality and integrity and they're not allowed to fail, right? They're constantly saved and they never become um, self-reliant. So we did a couple weeks ago what guides do. We stepped back. 
Um, and, you know, kind of we're moving, you would kind of see that leaders didn't quite rise and chaos rose as opposed mm -hmm. to leadership. And so what did we do? We stepped back again, noticeably so. Um, and again, kind of more chaos ensued and it, and it kind of kept going. And, and so there comes a point where you're, you evaluate a situation and you say, okay, do we just have chaos and um, leaders who aren't rising and you've, you've got to step back again and allow it to happen? Or when you're on the outside looking in, are you really starting to see significant lack of intentionality and lack of integrity? Um, and that's unfortunately, I think what we started to notice was it was spilling down and, and infiltrating the entire tribe and, and becoming, like you said, very toxic. And some of that can, it, it doesn't sit in any one studio by any means, um, but being a studio with ages four through high school and having those different studio levels, I can say that I think one of the more challenging areas, and this is shared across the board, I think with a lot of actions, is that teen studio, that junior mm -hmm. high high school studio because we're dealing with teenagers and there's so many other factors that come into play right when you're going through mm -hmm. puberty and you're they're they're trying we're all developing you know and they're on their own path so so much so that laura put a whole chapter on it called <laughs> <laughs> middle school monsters right um yeah so again not a topic that i imagine anybody listening is unfamiliar with but be four or be 14 intentionality and integrity are still um, the core foundations of what we're doing here and being held accountable. So it got to a point where as a guide, you then evaluate the situation and you have to say, okay, if we're lacking this and no one is stepping up and the whole ship is going to sink, yes, now we step in and we do our other job as guides, which is to hold you accountable. And so Nikki and I talk a lot as we constantly work, you know, mm -hmm. are trying to figure out what's working, what's not, how can we be better guides? How can we support them on their journey? Um, how can we give them room to fail, but at the same time not allow them to just blow up the whole ship? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so we did. We sat down and we started with our with our oldest students because they are the oldest. They they should be, you know, mm -hmm. um, held to you know even grander expectations, and and they should be um, stepping up. And and they're at a stage in their life where they're not getting farther away from going into the real world. Um, where n no one's going to fix your problems for you. Right. So we really want to prepare them for that. And after much discussion, we decided that the best thing to do was to sit down and, and to really just speak to them as young adults, which is what they are. They're young adults, young developing adults, and to have some really frank conversations and to call BS, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just BS, um, mm -hmm. when it is BS. And with teens, you know, we joke all the time, like, if you got a contract you want to get out of, give it to our junior high high schoolers because, <laughs> man, they will find any loophole they can and seek to exploit it. So, okay, great. That's not necessarily a bad skill. Um, if I'm going to work with teenagers, then I want to teach you how you then actually get out of that contract. And you don't get out of the contract simply because you want to. You get out of it because you can find a way to support the argument that you have and show proof to back up your argument. And so that's what we challenge them to do. You know, we get challenged with things like, oh, well, I don't have this tool or I didn't know this. Okay, well, can you pull open this email or this document and read <laughs> the highlighted mm -hmm. passage? Silence, as the, you know right. what I mean? Because they don't want to read it, you know, and when they see that it's been there in front of them. So it's like, okay, so no, I call BS there. So, um, well, I don't, you know, I can't 
concentrate, you know, it's so loud and the chaos, this is my favorite moment in one of our, you know, talks with them and it's just too loud and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I can't concentrate in this environment and well, are you doing anything to hold them accountable? No. Well, but I can't do it. And I finally just got to a point where I was like, then leave, then get up, walk out of the door and leave. You don't have to be here. <laughs> and again, it was one of those screeching silent moments where it was like, oh, what? Oh, yeah, their mouths fell open. Yeah. I mean, again, it was that where they thought I was going to say, oh, no, poor baby. Oh, let me fix it for you. Oh, let, you know, you don't have to do any work to earn the freedom level that you want to listen to the music to block out your thing. No, I'm not going to give it to you. You have your frameworks. You decided these rules of engagement. You decided all mm -hmm. of these things. You asked for these challenges. Um, my job is to hold you accountable. And if you don't want me to do that, then please simply walk out of the building and don't come back because you don't have to be here. And that did. It really kind of just mouth drop stunned them. <laughs> One of them looked at him and was like, but, but I like it here. Okay. <laughs> then if you like it here, let's talk about what we have to do, what you have to do first and foremost to hold yourself accountable and then your fellow tribe mates accountable. So I think it, in a lot of ways, it was some great conversation and it was painful at times. Definitely. Mm -hmm. It always is when somebody calls you on your BS. None of us, not even us sitting here at no. the table. Like when somebody says, Hey, hold up. No, wait a minute. You know? Um, but it's necessary. And what I will say I do really love about um, our upper students is they don't shy away from that hard conversation. No. They don't. No. They really don't. Mm -hmm. um, they, it, it, can, like, it can be painful and there can be tears and there can be all of this stuff and there can be frustration and they can walk out. But they come back the next day and happy and engaged and, 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 and it, it so – it, it must work, right? Uh, again. Well, we looked at the statistics, too, from last session of last school year when they had complete and utter freedom. Um, is, that was one of their arguments, is that they'll do better when they have more freedom. So we pulled those numbers, and we compared those numbers from the freedom, the session that they had complete freedom to this first session where they had some restrictions in place, and the numbers were blew them away. Because when they had complete freedom, they did not perform as well as they did when they had those guardrails and those boundaries. And so we will listen and we will entertain any sort of, you know, suggestion or argument. But when we look at the facts of it, it you, you can't deny that part of it. And so I think as having that conversation with them yesterday, putting those guardrails back in place, we saw today that how they performed, how they responded to that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. everybody... Um, did better today, absolutely did. And through this conversation, we're asking them, is there a tool that you don't have? Because from our perspective, we want to know, do they have everything that they need to be successful? And if not, what is it? Tell us what it is. You know what I mean? Like, uh, do you not have a tool that you need, right? Where you're, where you're going to discover if there's tools that they're missing that they need. The, the other lesson that's happening there that's very important is to learning how to express themselves if they don't have that tool. First, identify if you don't have the tool. But more importantly, after you've identified it, speak up, right? And that will apply to anything, any job that you have. You, you, you don't sit there without a tool and just wait for somebody to discover you don't have a tool and give it to you and fix your problem. Um, so again, that conversation allowed us to really go in and dive through, um, that question with them. Do you mm -hmm. not have the tools that you need to support your journey? We, we discovered that no, actually, as Nikki said, our, our tools are, are there, our frameworks are there and they, and they have been provided with every opportunity. And you told them they had a couple of choices if they, they could either speak up or they could ignore it. And what we were finding is that they were ignoring it. They Absolutely. were ignoring the freedom laws and the honor code and, and frankly, their schedule of what they should be working on when. Yeah. 
but then there's consequence to that. I mean, that was the ultimate moral of the story. Like the choice is yours, absolutely. <coughs> um, but the consequences of your actions are yours as well. And that's probably the most important lesson I think that students learn along this journey, right? Is mm -hmm. I have a choice, I have a voice, um, and I have accountability for um, success and failure and reward and punishment. So was there like a ultimatum given to the students, the upper studio students, as far as like how long they have to, you know, start stepping up to the plate and doing work? Um, was there anything like given to them? Like, here's your chance to do this or else. And then what was that ultimatum? I, I would say it wasn't an ultimatum so much as it was just a hard set goal, right? To say, mm -hmm. we've seen continual lack of intentionality and integrity. We've attempted to use the frameworks, you know what I mean, that we have in place um, to allow you to hold yourselves accountable, to, to allow us to hold you accountable when we need to step in. And at this point, we just continue to see a disregard. So ultimately, it goes back to that if... <laughs> I'm having so much fun at this. Guitar classes on break. They're giggling in the background. Um, so ultimately, it goes back into your hands. Um, but now we're going to step in one step further because we're not going to allow the, simp the ship to sink simply because you lack integrity or intentionality. So if you want to be here, here's the hard deadline. You need to show that you have intentionality and integrity and that you meant when you said you made these promises and that you're willing to live up to these promises. Um and that was, yes, you have until this date to accomplish this goal. And if you don't accomplish this goal, then you will be asked to leave the studio until you can accomplish this goal to show that you're serious about being in the studio. And at that point, right, we will welcome you back. Because, again, everybody has failures and everybody will get off course. Um, we understand that. And, and that can absolutely happen. But everybody also has to be held accountable. And so now this becomes kind of our line in the sand, if you will, or your deadline, your goal for your project, you know, for the job. If you don't have it, chances are you don't have a job the next day. So, Awesome. I want, I want to bring it back really quick because um, you talked about being an acting parent, you know, and kind of giving a really good window into what that is through Courage to Grow. Um, and as far as talking about integrity and intentionality, what can parents do at home because I know sometimes we get a lot of questions like oh when when you know my child's at home you know is there something they should be working on mm -hmm. what can they do C can I tell them to go work on it like so how how can we uh, approach parents to not only speak or remind um, their children about you know the promises that they made to us but as well as the parents promise they made to us as well to kind of, you know, keep them on track a little bit and really uh, support what it is that we're doing here at STEAM Academy. Well, I think that's important to note too. Um, not only do the students and the guides sign contracts and promises to each other, when you enter and act in Academy, the parents sign a contract as well. Um, and, and I don't have it in front of me, you know, to, to read it all verbatim, but it is to be lifelong learners. And, and it really is to, to commit to, you know, this hero's journey, um, that they're on their own hero's journey and that they're going to support uh, their young hero's journey as well. And again, as a parent, sometimes it can be tough, even when you so absolutely believe in it, um, to fight some old instincts and old habits. Um, and just love, like, again, it's a parent thing. I just don't want to see my kid fail, and I just want to save him, and I just want to love him, and I just want to do all of this. Um, but we have to remember, and our parents have to remember, 
ultimately it's not about you know making them sit down and do Khan Academy at home or making them do whatever project they need to work on it's not about us making them do any of it it's about us supporting their journey by stepping back putting the power in their hands to both rise or fail and the most important part of that is letting them fail because they will and I think you know we also get scared like oh my god well if they fail they're gonna get behind or if they no, they're not they're not that's not gonna happen we just there's too much evidence out there with all of and not only acting with so many other alternative and private education approaches mm -hmm. that have shown the counter to that so it's not because it's factually supported you know data that if they fail and get behind that's it they're screwed they're going to jail you know what I mean like that or they can't ever get a job or or, or what all that those are fears those are fears that we carry as parents. Fears based on the antiquated um, yeah. system as well. Yeah, and this, these old habits. So the number one thing I would say to our parents and all parents out there, whether your child is in a STEAM Academy, Action Academy, or, or even public school, wherever they are, give them the opportunity to fail and support them and hold them accountable. You know what I mean? Yes, mm -hmm. you can guide them along the way. You are a mentor to them and a guide to them much like we are. But the way we do that is not by giving them the answers. It's challenging them to find the answers. It's sitting down and having a conversation with them where you pose questions back to them um, and challenge them to support um, their argument. Don't discourage the argument. I, I tell my children that all the time. I don't, I don't want you to not argue. I don't want you to just sit and take it right? Fight your fight. Fight for your position. But when you sit down at that table to fight for your position, just come loaded with something to support it. Because if you have a supported sound argument and you're sitting with, you know, reasonable people who will listen and are truly engaged in a conversation with you where you have a voice, then they will say, oh, you know what? You're right. This information has supported your position. So you win this talk mm -hmm. this time, right? Mm -hmm. I'm glad you asked this question. I've had parents ask me this question before. And it's not, like you said, Nicole, about the academics and doing extra academic work at home. We have no doubt that each one of our heroes is extremely intelligent. That is no question. What we're working to develop here is the character. And at home, what you can do to help develop that is encourage the kids to do the things for themselves that they're capable of doing and challenge them to do new things that they can handle as well. And a prime example was yesterday when we were having a guide meeting and Lene was melting down because I didn't help her put her shoes on. Well, she's totally capable of putting her shoes on, and I let her fail, and, and it took quite a long time, and it was a great disruption to the meeting, and it would have been over so much quicker if I had just put the shoes on for her, we would have been able to go forward. But I let her struggle through that and go through the consequences of you know, not trying it herself. But I can tell you that she finally did put those shoes on herself and felt great about it. And this morning when it was time to put her shoes on to leave, there was no problem at all whatsoever. And she handled it and she took it and she ran with it. And that metaphor can be used with our children for anything. I have nieces and nephews that I see that are not taking responsibility for the things they have control of. And it's a huge detriment to them that they have not experienced those consequences of their choices or lack of choices. And they're in a position of their life where they seem directionless. And I don't want that for our heroes. And I think what this school does is it, it shows our kids their character and their abilities that they can be who they are, you know, learning to be and learning to do um, and learning to learn. It all comes hand in hand. And these heroes that we see growing through the Actum system will know who they are and never question that and go through their lives 
enjoying things that they're passionate about and challenging themselves to learn new things that they want to figure out. And it, when you buy in as a, as a parent or in a family into Acton and sign that contract, you're really trusting in the system and putting it on yourself too that, that well, those responsibilities um, are going to be the best thing for each one of our heroes in the long run. Right, and, and, and you know, in that example that you gave, again, it would have been easy and quick, mm -hmm. right? to put Lene's shoes on. So um, one, she didn't have a meltdown. We didn't have to deal with that. Two, we could continue on our meeting, which was a business meeting of stuff that needed to be done. Um, so, and I think, again, that's where parents will step in. And I've been guilty of it myself, you know what I mean, where I step in mm -hmm. just simply because it's easier um, and it's faster. Um, and so we've just got to stop doing that and, and, and realize, I, I think that as guides and as parents, it is our burden to, to, to carry the hard part of it, right? Because that's what we're here for. Um, so don't step in simply to make it easier on yourself. Um, because ultimately it doesn't, right? In the no. long run, it just makes it harder and harder and harder on everybody, including uh, the kids. And again, that learning to be and learning to do um, becomes so much more relevant and, and significant even than the learning to learn. And learning to learn is a great thing. But never forget, our kids live in the information era. Like, it is not the same as when we were younger. That's why I don't think anybody worries so much about academics and all of this stuff. They're learning to read, to write. They're, they're going to learn all of that, right? Mm. Um, and quite frankly, they can learn pretty much anything simply by going online and Googling it. You can build a house, you know what I mean, from a YouTube video um, out of several different materials, you know? So, so when they have information accessed at their fingertips, being able to learn things should be less of a concern. Learning how to learn now becomes relevant. And learning how to learn ties directly back, again, to personal accountability and responsibility and learning organizational skills. And that's what a lot of these frameworks do here. It really gives these kids these amazing life skills that are going to translate into not only their academic learning, right, while they're young, but then translate into their life and how they work and how they move forward through the mm -hmm. rest of their journey long after they finish school, because eventually they'll finish this whole academic journey. It'll be a very interesting to see, especially in the long run, um, when companies or investors or pretty much anyone um, says, oh, you're an Acton, you know, graduate. Like, oh, you're an Acton kid. You came from an Acton background. Oh, absolutely. And, they, and that's going to start, you know, either 10 years from now, hopefully starting now. I don't think it's going to take that long. You're already seeing it. You're already seeing where, and we've had this conversation before, like where before if you were homeschooled or any type of alternative education approach, it was like, ooh, no, wait a minute. That's actually already changed now. Mm. Now it's the flip. They're mm. looking um, for students from Esteem Academy, Acton Academies around the world for these alternatives because they understand that these students are really being provided the tools they need to grow into the type of future um, employee that these companies need. We don't live in the industrialized age anymore. They don't need people to stand at a conveyor belt and simply one, two, three, four, repeat to repeat, you know what I mean, to package yeah. these goods in a very boxed fashion. That's not the world our kids are growing up into. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they're going to be calling us, asking us if we have any students that are ready to come to the pretty university. Much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we our, have their apprenticeship badge that you yeah. know our uh, our Launchpad students start working on. So our Acton students are introduced to these companies if they identify them as one of the companies that they want to go after. And that that apprenticeship badge is is amazing. Like what they go through just to earn that badge. Mm -hmm. Whoo! If somebody crossed, you know. 
uh, my desk with the, with that kind of you know response and resume and and entry into trying to gain entry into one of the companies that I ran, yeah, I'd be like, walk Definitely through the higher. door right now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why universities are so interested in and uh, homeschoolers and alternative education students is because they have the fundamentals necessary to be independent learners. Mm-hmm. Um, colleges and universities are really shying away from adult children. And unfortunately, a lot of the old systems we have in place and, and jumping in and solving these problems for our students, whether it's helicoptering or steamrolling and these sort of parenting techniques that have had adverse effects, aren't going to turn the heads of employers. And, and, and not the new leaders, not mm-hmm. the new companies coming to right. the table. You know, they are... Uh, they are up. They uh, they these companies did the exact same thing in their industries that Acton did in education. They turned it upside down. You know what I mean? They changed it. So if those are the companies that are leading the pack, then they're of course that's the type of people they're going to be looking for to support that company's journey. It's very interesting when you read. Like I, I'm beginning a lot into audiobooks and reading different books. I try to go through at least two a week now. Um, last week's book was Hatching Twitter and just basically the story of how Twitter came to be, mm-hmm. um, which is an amazing book. Uh, but it, it very much was similar to how, you know, a Acton student would think into growing a company outside the box, asking different questions, um, especially in an age where everything is so inside and inbound of a box. I mean, the, the guy started it because he's like, wait, what's what's text messaging? And ask that question and try to figure out all kinds of ways to make text messaging cool. Mm-hmm. And now we have celebrities on Twitter and all, you know, right. it's, it's grown up to be a way of community. I mean, our president uses Twitter as, you know, communicating <laughs> tool. Maybe not yeah, in the not best ways, but that, just yeah. saying. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, like, but, but I mean, the fact that people of power are now being able to use a tool like that, and that was created from someone who didn't go through a right. typical system well, to, to back, get there. And, and so then I would challenge you to kind of look back and any, any person or company that we know and recognize from Steve Jobs um, to Elon Musk, to um, Richard Branson, to any number of people that you could look. And if you read back and, and you look into their story of how they got to where they are with their success or their companies, they all were nonconformist in a lot of ways. He said, wait a minute, no, this box, this, this is crazy. I challenge it, you know what I mean? And I dare to think different and think bigger, and I dare to drop out of college, you know what I mean, or drop out of high school, um, or I dare to do all these crazy things that people in the world were like, what? That'll never work. Well, that's exactly how it works. Not that I'm saying drop out of high school or college, right? But that wasn't what the message was. The message was just dare to look at the world, dare to be, dare to do, dare to fail, right? And hold yourself accountable and work, work, work and, 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 and challenge it and do something different. And so it, it does take you. How can you expect people to do that when you sit them down behind a desk um, and tell them what to think, uh, when to write it down, um, have them regurgitate it on a test that is gone the second it's you know done and then push them through the system all at the same pace, even though you know Nikki and I may be the same age and in the same grade, she's two grade levels ahead of me in understanding of math and I'm back here going, wait, but I can't go up there, but you push me up there, right? You, you do me a great disservice. So. And then one thing that I've been noticing too is that universities, even large name universities, are starting to um, create degrees that students then they come in actually plan out themselves. So they're no longer 
you know, there are some uh, programs that allow you to basically create your own degree. I have several friends that went to like, um, and especially at uh, UT Dallas, uh, that cr they were in tech and they were in programming and also in art and illustration. So they found a way, there was no degree that mm -hmm. that, that person could take. So they allowed that person to create their own. And it was a combo of like a master's and a bachelor's all put into one that took two years to complete mm -hmm. because of, you know, the, the status and what they already knew. Um, so it's interesting to see that universities are now, even the college is starting to break that that mold of, okay, we don't just need a track system anymore. Like they Let's have their own independent learner badge. Yeah. It's almost, yeah, right? <laughs> Did they get that from us? <laughs> so um, to close, I know you had a challenge. Uh, we talked about parents and parenting. A lot of this, um, I think I'm going to title this, you know, you know you're an acting parent win. <laughs> so a great title. Um, but it, you talked about, you know, parenting as an acting parent. So mm -hmm. uh, you had a challenge for all the parents that are listening right now mm -hmm. um, and allowing them to, we record these every every Wednesday, um, but we are going to offer a special recording of this podcast yes. on the Sunday after our last week. That is Sunday the 17th, um, and I want to set that Sunday aside because there's no one giggling and running through the building, <laughs> so we won't be distracted. But what I would like to do is I would like to invite a challenge, call it what you will, all of the Esteem Academy parents and anybody out there, anybody listening to the podcast, even if you're not a parent. Um, I challenge you all to first go out and buy Courage to Grow um, by Laura Sandifer and just read the book because, I mean, I, I was in the Ford and I was crying. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just every time you read three pages, I'm tearing up. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, but specifically, I want to um, invite our STEAM Academy parents to read the book and then come in and join us for a parent roundtable where I want to do just that. I want us to spend an entire podcast talking to other parents because, again, Nikki and I are both parents of Esteem Academy students, but we're also guides. Um, so we can come in here and talk about the parent who is a guide, challenges and inspirations. Um, and I would love to share on the podcast the you know you're an acting or you know you're a STEAM Academy parent win. And I want to hear our parents' challenges um, and inspirations and successes and failures um, and being a parent of an esteem academy or an acting academy student. So that's my challenge. Now, I hope parents aren't out there groaning over the fact that now you have a book report to do because <laughs> this book is really an easy read. You can even download it. Um, and it, it, Actually, download it. Do the Kindle version. I think the Kindle version is, what, two ninety nine, And then anybody who joins us at the roundtable will get a, an autographed copy, a hardback copy from Laura. That's awesome. Awesome. All right, so events that are coming up uh, tomorrow, uh, December the 7th, we have an open house. Yes. So everyone um, listening, of course, is get posted. Normally we post this Wednesday night right after we're done recording. Um, but please spread the word. If you know any parents out there that are interested in an open house, want to come see what we're all about, Esteem Academy is all about, what the acting system is all about, um, open houses uh, tomorrow, December 7th here. Uh, it starts at 6.30. Yes, 6.30, 6 6.30 p.m. Originally it was 6, but we pushed it back to 6.30 6 stop time. Mm -hmm. So 6.30 p.m. be next, uh, next uh, sorry, tomorrow. And then next uh, Saturday, the Saturday coming up. This Saturday. This Saturday we have a tribe outing. Uh, I am making my professional wrestling debut. <laughs> Woo! I'm so excited. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be, um, and also one of our parents, Shay, um, her nonprofit, Beautiful Love, which works with children at Dell's uh, Children's Hospital and their Blood and Cancer Center. Um, all of the proceeds, all the tickets are going to go to her nonprofit um, so they can continue supporting all these awesome kids, um, all the kid heroes that we have out there. 
um, battling all kinds of different things. Um, and so we just want to go out there, support them, and all the kids want to see me get beat up. <laughs> and all Actually, the parents. Nicole wants to see that. I'm yeah. recording it. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have that up on our private page. But yes, um, it's uh, this Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Um, at AAPW, 1702 Aldridge Drive. Um, it's right off of 183. So it's pretty close here in Austin, Texas. Is there um, a website? The website, uh, I believe it's at official uh, AAPW. We just went over. Yeah, no, they were uh, yeah. redoing it, right? So, uh, but if you go to Facebook, it's on our Facebook on the Esteem uh, page. And yes. then it's also on my personal page. Um, so, yeah, uh, hopefully we get to see you see you guys out there. Um, support really amazing nonprofit. Um, and, yeah, so that was that's kind of closing for today, this events. Hopefully we'll see you guys um, tomorrow, Saturday. And please... Get a chance, read the book, come yes. back. I mean, to have a signed copy from Laura herself is a pretty amazing reward to work towards. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today. Uh, as always, I'm Mr. Eddie. Miss Nikki. Miss Nicole. You've been listening to The Hero's Journey. And as always, keep learning. <laughs>